We're going live. Hey guys, welcome to the Jake Taylor Jacobs Show. We're live in the ABS studios. This is the Jake Taylor Jacobs Show on Brother Ben Nick's podcast, the best podcast on planet Earth, I promise. And here on the Jake Taylor Jacobs Show, we're going to be talking about balling on a budget, balling on a budget. We're going to be talking about balling on a budget, how you can have the life of your dreams by staying within your budget. You feel me? Balling on a budget. Okay. So before we get started, we're going to listen to a little song by PJ Morton. Kid again. And I love this show. Uh, uh, I love this song by PJ Morton because what it's, what it's doing is it's, it's telling us to uh, know. I, I don't want to listen to Kid again. I want to listen to Mountains and Mohill, Mohills. And in this song, he's getting us to see that we make bigger problems than there actually are. They're just smaller than molehills. So listen to this song by P.J. Morton. Still for the dreamers. This girl from this small town She doesn't really fit in She wants to leave and spread her wings But she feels that she's boxed in She says, I'll never make it in the big city. Cause things are always moving so fast. Besides, where will I live? Where will I work? There's so much to search. And I'm fresh out of cash. That's what I told my friend. I said, I said, stop the excuses. Don't believe the lies. You've got to make up your mind and try Instead of making mountains out of molehills When they're not even real, yeah You need to go and follow your dreams It's not as hard as it seems I'll give you the first step right here you just gotta try, try, because you won't know unless you try. Ooh, you just gotta try, try, because you won't know unless you try. Let's fast forward to the present. Yeah. As a matter of fact, she lives in a high rise right downtown. And she's making more money than she ever has in her life. Now she just looks back and laughs to think she ever thought twice. See, she made up her mind. She did what she felt. She listened to her heart and nobody else 
and she stopped making mountains out of molehills. Oh, 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 when they're not even real, not even real. You need to go and follow your dreams. It's not as hard as it seems. It's the bridge, it goes. And if there's ever a time you're doubting, I'll be right here to encourage you. And if you feel like you're falling, then just take my hand and I'll pick you up and show you it's not as bad as what it seems. So stop making mountains out of my way. So that was um, PJ Morton making mountains out of molehills when they're not even real. So if you think about a molehill, this is what a this is what a molehill looks like. Hold on one second. Let me pull it up here on the screen. This is. Huh? OK, we're talking about molehills, and that's what he's talking about here on the on the thing. So we're going to share the screen real quick. And uh, this is what a molehill is. A molehill is literally this. And what PJ Morton is saying is stop making mountains out of molehills. A lot of the a lot of the stuff that we're in, um, they're not that big. You know, a lot of things that we grow go through, you know, we question, we ask God, where are you? You know, we're trying to figure out, you know, where is God? But when you look at the situations that we're going through, it's literally not that big. If you look at this molehill, look how look at this molehill. And in 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 living inside the hill, you think it's the biggest problem on earth, but it's really not. And, and that's what that's what we're talking about here. Uh, see the molehill right there. So when you look in and you see the molehill, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's, it's not. And I think it's very important. I think it's very important for us to to um, to understand, uh, you know, where, where where we are in our financial life, where we are when we're trying to get better in today's show. Uh, the, for some of you guys that are new, this is the Jake Taylor Jacob show where we teach you biblical principles to fix your financial problems. We let you know that all of your answers are in the Bible and we built our, our million dollar financial firm. Um, from scratch, uh, only using biblical principles. And then we teach you guys only using biblical principles. And uh, we know that there are other ways that you can make money. We know that there are other ways for you to be successful, but this is our way of teaching you how to gain your success with as little risk of, of being um, destroyed along the way. Okay. So again, this is the Jake Taylor Jacobs show here in the ABS studios on the brother Ben X podcast. So today's talk, we're talking about balling on the budget. And the reason we're talking about balling on a budget is simply because um, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, we have this perception of what success actually looks like. And we look in the magazines and we look in the movies and <clears throat> we even look, you know, in music videos and the perception of what success is, is, you know, having the most lavish things in life. And in some cases, you know, having luxury definitely is examples of success. But in actuality, success is the definition that only you can define and only you know. But I think that success is, from my personal opinion, you know, because I've had 
all the nice stuff and I've lived above my means. And, and when I've come to in my young, older age, I begin to realize that success is in the eye of the beholder. And I know it sounds crazy and I know it's a little ironic, but success is in the eye of the beholder. What I mean by that is I'm saying that success in itself, that success is dependent upon you, your perception of it, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, traveling, vacationing for the rest of your life, whether it's, you know, you just being with your family and that's all you care about, whether it's somebody's building a business, whether it's your ideal of success is, you know, making a million dollars, whatever your idea of success is, I think that you have the right to determine what that success is and go after that success. But, but I want to talk to you about the importance of, of understanding to be successful, but not being crazy. And yesterday's show, we talked about, it was a little, uh, because I couldn't get the mic right yesterday into yesterday's show, but um, uh, in yesterday's show, we talked about how Apostle Paul was teaching us how not to get drunk in wine because um, uh, getting drunk in wine leads to um, you losing everything, you know, having sex the way that you're not supposed to, which creates kids and, you know, getting drunk in wine and drunken in things that can have you dissipate uh, all of your resources, your money, your time. And we talked about, you know, being drunk in lust and being drunk and trying to look successful. And there's a difference between looking successful and being successful. And I think that when you understand the difference, it'll help you kind of um, stop making the same mistakes that we always make, right? Which is trying to look cool, which is trying to look like we've made it and giving yourself a false sense of belief that you've earned something when you haven't earned it. And uh, that's kind of what we talked about here on the show <clears throat> and uh and that's why we're going to be talking about balling on a budget today to give you some tips on how you can live the lavish life or live a life that you dream to live without going um bonkers or going crazy when it comes to uh you know what you want to actually accomplish in life and 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 how successful that you want to become and getting the things that you want in life and i'm not freaking recording the show welcome to the jake taylor jacob show where we teach you biblical principles to biblical solutions to your financial problems here on today's show we're going to be talking about balling on a budget balling on a budget this show is on the brother Benix podcast the baddest podcast in the land sponsored by abs brokers the abs institute and proud partners of the lord almighty <laughs> so uh balling on a budget so here's some tips that we talk about balling on a budget and here's a crazy thing when i didn't have money <clears throat> uh-oh Oh, brother Ben ain't part, uh, watching this right now. When I didn't have money, when I didn't have money, I literally um, uh, was out of my mind in debt. When I didn't have money, I had the BMW. I had, I had all types of stuff um, that I should not have had because I could not afford it, and I didn't understand the difference between um, uh, paying the payment monthly payments and can't afford it. And I was I was chasing the perception of trying to look successful. And I was like really good at it. I was good at it. I graduated college making about one hundred and four thousand a year, 60,000 as a teacher, thirty three thousand dollar a nonprofit contract um, with the city that I was teaching in. And then I was teaching a couple of people on how to start their nonprofit, get their 501c3, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so 23, 24, making a $104,000 a year living beyond, when I tell you beyond my means, first of all, I didn't understand what taxes really were. I thought that if you made 104, you could keep 104 and then the government just takes whatever you give them last. 
And truth be told, uh, that ain't the truth. It was not the truth at all. <laughs> uh, the taxes came and got, <laughs> tax man came and hit me pretty hard. I didn't realize that, you know, thinking I was making eight, you know, nine thousand a month, I was only gonna bring bring it home like five, six thousand a month, and I was living a seven, eight thousand dollar a month lifestyle. You're talking about, you know, I had two, two. Um, it was in 2014, so I had two. 2015 BMWs and I didn't really understand credit. I didn't understand financing. I didn't understand any of that. And for these souped up BMWs, I like literally got whatever the dealer said. They were like, uh, we can get a uh, waterproof, uh, waterproof stained carpet. And I was like, yep, get that. And then they were, <laughs> and they was like, yeah, we can, we can have scratch proof on the car. I was like, yep, get that too. And then, <laughs> and then they were like, we can have, I'm just like, yo, it was crazy. The amount of, stuff that I was buying because I was trying to look successful. And here's the, the the biggest thing that I've learned in trying to look successful is simply this, is that I didn't realize that I had a lot of insecurities that was causing me to make a lot of the financial decisions that I was making. Um, my feelings of being inadequate, my feelings of uh, not being successful enough, my, 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 burdens of putting my own family's legacy on my shoulders and not trying to figure out where I fit in in this world and in this life that you know that we live in and it was very hard for me to um to to manage that and I was married way f up, you know faster than I was even ready um I th I think uh my ex-wife and I um uh, both were not ready to not only be married but have a child we had a kid Taylor and I thank God for uh, uh, him sending me uh, Ashley, the love of my life, AJ, uh, who I talk about uh, endearingly because she, I mean, she's the light of my life. Uh, my wife is. I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And um, and I thank God I finally got ready to meet her. Or I would I would have missed the love of my life. But the point I'm making is I made a bunch of I made a bunch of bad mistakes just thinking that I was grown. And I, when I think about it, you know, us especially in the black community, the very first thing we're trying to do we're trying to kick our kids out at 18 uh, because they're grown. And, and I, I left the house at 17. I left the house at 17 um, partly because I really didn't feel comfortable being at home anymore. Um, uh, I, I didn't feel like being a burden to my family anymore. And so I left the house at 17, never looked back, never came back, never stayed back. But in actuality, we should actually embrace the thought process of that kids are not ready to be grown in a world at 18. I don't care if they go to college. They need to come back home and get themselves uh, together uh, financially before. I, I just truly believe because, you know, at 20, you know, at 25, at 28, hell, you know, I'm about to be 30 and I'm just now feeling like I got it figured out. And uh, I can only imagine myself at 18. If I was myself now, knowing what I know at 18, I probably would have never moved out the house. It has a lot to do with budgeting because budgeting, for one, let me help you out. It's all about your decisions. Learning how to budget has a lot to do with your decisions and you, you deciding what's the most important thing to you. What's the most important thing to you? Not to not to your family, not to your best friends, not the perception of what you're trying to give society, but where are you as far as being comfortable in your own skin? And in this book right here, We Are Sick, Surviving Financial Cancer, you can go get the book at survivingfinancialcancer.com. But um, at survivingfinancialcancer.com, you can get the book. And in the book, I show how debt is the number one cause of death in black America. 
and uh, really in America in general, black, brown America, uh, in America overall. But debt is the number one cause of death in black America, and I'll prove it right here, and I do it always on every show because I think it's very important that we understand uh, that. And today I'm going to give a couple of tips on how you can actually become financially free and financially independent if you just follow these steps. I'm talking about balling on a budget today. And in the book, I prove how I have a hypothesis um, uh, uh, based on research and data that I pull to be able to prove that the number one cause of death in black America is um, debt. And um, so if you go to the cdc.gov, it says the heart disease is the number one cause of death. You got to ask yourself, what causes heart disease? The number one cause of heart disease is acute and chronic stress. The number one cause of acute and chronic stress is financial stress. The number one cause of financial stress is debt. So it's safe to say that the that the very solution, the very problem that we're dealing with is that most of us, we're uh, in over our head in debt, and there's no way that we can get out. And we keep making the same mistakes again, ended up in the same rut again because of decisions. Let's talk about decisions because you talk about balling on a budget. The only way you can ball on a budget is if you understand the importance of decisions. And I made a lot of crazy decisions in my life. Uh, for one, um, um, there's no way that somebody uh, at 23, 24 years old making $104,000 a year should be struggling. But um, we were struggling past imagination. Like we were living under check to check. I even started network marketing and try to figure out how to make additional income because I felt like we were living check to check. And we were not even living check to check. We weren't even making it to the other check. <laughs> we, uh, how many, how many, how many guys can admit that, you know, you're not even living uh, uh, you're not even living check to check. You're living, you're literally living, uh, from check. And then you just hope that you just, you just make it to the next check. <laughs> How do you guys get a bit that you just, <laughs> y'all, I wouldn't even make it to the next check. Okay. I was just trying to get to a check. Okay. And let her know. I couldn't even think about making it to another check. Uh, what's going on everybody on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, so I couldn't even think about making it to another check. I was just trying to get to uh, one check. Okay. I was just, <laughs> I was just trying to, I, I, you know, I, I, it was hard. You know, I was making crazy decisions and uh, because I didn't have financial literacy and it had a lot to do with my decisions. When I think about uh, when I look over my life and I realize, you know, the things that caused me the most pain, a lot of it had to do with the decision I make. Now, we do have some things that we cannot control. Right. But for the most part, we all have the decision. We have the godlike ability. Psalms 82, six says ye are gods were made in the image of the of the father. And then in uh, John uh, 10, 34, Jesus Christ is even saying to um, is saying to uh the Pharisees or, or or to the um the priest, he's saying did uh when they were trying to say that uh he was um that he was um uh, saying blasphemous things by saying that he was the son of God. And he said, Does it not say in your word? This is John uh ten thirty four in red letters for people that wanna know the red letters uh, in red letters, meaning signifying that he said it. He said, does it not say in uh, um, in the word that I wrote that ye are gods? And so that's basically saying that we have the innate ability to create things and to, and to create the world that we live in. And, and in truth, I created hell for myself. I created hell on earth. Um, um, I created hell. I, 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 I created my own hell. 
And what I mean by that is, you know, I was praying every single day, like, God, can you please help me get out this mess? God, can you please, you know, fix this? God, can you please, you know, help me find another check? God, can you please help me find another opportunity so I can make more money? And I didn't realize that I had the solution all inside. And it was when you find out who you are and whom you belong to, you kind of start to live differently. So when you talk about balling on the budget, you're talking about you're talking about having an idea of who you are and being okay. So now today, it's funny because I had all the fancy and nice shiny things when I didn't have any money. But today, um, um, a glory to God, we run a million dollar producing agency um, along with a uh, ABS Institute that'll be um, uh, uh, that'll be doing somewhere uh, uh, mid six figures uh, this year that we're projecting just from our institute alone. And, um, you know, I drive a 2004 Toyota Camry and we have a seven team home office here in Dallas, Texas. We have over 200 licensed brokers in 14 different states. Um, and. Uh, and um, me and my wife drive two paid off used cars. And we're balling. On a budget. <laughs> what I mean by balling on a budget, I mean that um, uh, we ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, we got a lot of problems, but, you know, finances in the house ain't one of them. And I think that it's very important to understand what's most important to you. Is it your peace or is it to look like you have peace? Oh. <sighs> Help me. It is the most important thing in your life. Is, is it to is it to look like you have peace or to actually have peace? And me and my wife decided to no longer want to look like we have peace. Let's 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 fight to have peace. You know what? You know what fighting to have peace is fighting to have peace is you inside know who you are. I know who I belong to and I know the God inside of me. God breathe life into a mold like like mud from the ground, breathe himself into man. And because he breathed his spirit into man, we have the spirit of God inside of us. I'm, I'm not going to start preaching. Y'all don't want me to start preaching. But what I am saying is this. I'm saying that I chose to have my Sabbath every day. I, 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 we're, we're choosing to have peace every day. And having peace means to mitigate all cost of living uh, as much as we can. We want to eliminate and lower all cost of living as much as possible. I couldn't imagine a life paying um, 500, 400, 500, 600, 700 dollars a month for a car payment just for some some transportation. My wife and I, we drive. I drive a 2004 Toyota Camry and um, my wife drives a 2012 Hyundai Elantra. Now, of course, those aren't our dream cars, but uh, when it comes to what we purchase, we want to purchase things that offer value, right, that, that don't lose value. So when we purchase, when I purchased the 2004 Toyota Camry, I think I got it for like maybe three grand or something. And so when I got the car, I think it was like for three grand today. I bought the car um, uh, uh, some time ago and today it's still worth like three grand. So when you look at how I make my purchases, I want to purchase things that don't really lose its value that much. And I know that when I go and finance a car, not only am I paying monthly payments, but the car would never be worth what I paid ever again. Um, and, 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 and I know it's, it's, it's shallow to say 
you know, the car, but you know, I paid three thousand dollars for a Toyota Camry, and today I could still sell it for three thousand. Matter of fact, I think I could sell it for like thirty five hundred and get away with it and make money on it. But the point I'm making is that when you learn how to ball on a budget, you realize for one, I just want to, I just want to make sure I'm good. See, when you eliminate the stress of trying to please other people, when you eliminate the stress of trying to look cool and be cool and be what you actually are not, um, it's easier to live life. It's so much easier when you when, when, when you when you literally decide that you don't want to listen to anybody else. Think about that. How, how much more peace would you have being able to know that you don't owe nobody nothing? I don't I don't I don't I don't have to give you no answers. I, I, I cannot work for two or three months, maybe even six months and still be OK. I can I, I can I can do these things and be fine. And so in balling a uh, ball on the budget, step number one, you got to make the decision to decide means to kill off split thoughts. You got two thoughts. One that's telling you you deserve it now. I mean, I get it all the time when I drive. Uh, I'm looking at a car lot and I'm like, damn, I really want that. I can go get that right now. Or I want to surprise come home and surprise my wife with a car. And I'm just like, nah, we're not at this space. I don't feel like we're I don't feel like we're in a good enough space for me to want to go buy a car. And you're talking about to a guy that runs a um uh uh two businesses. One's a seven figure business and one is a growing six figure business. And two different businesses that we've grown from scratch. And um and then my wife still works. My wife works um, at a very large corporation. She's a young black woman. She makes uh, six figures in a career, and we still don't feel comfortable enough to go get the car that we actually want. And we have those urges. And my wife, you know, she gets upset. She gets mad sometimes because she's like, I deserve a nice car. And I'm like, babe, I know you do. <laughs> if anybody deserves a nice car, I know you do. But right now, you know that we will regret that purchase because we're not in the place yet where I feel like, yo, this is this is OK. Like, I'm OK with this purchase. We're not in that place yet. And I don't know if it's just me scared to go back to where I used to be scared to go back to struggling the way I did. But whatever the case is, I think that, you know, we learn from our mistakes for a reason. God wants us to learn from our mistakes for a reason. And it's because he doesn't want us to repeat what we've learned, what we've done in the past. And so I think it's very important that we understand how to ball on a budget. So this is for one, how to ball on a budget. Step one, make the decision to never uh, make purchases based on other people's opinions, but your own. Step one, Make the decision. I want you to make the decision to never make purchases based on anyone's opinion but your own. Not investments. I'm saying purchases. Never make purchases based on anyone's opinion but your own. And, and, and... Jake, what do you mean? I mean, we're not talking about evaluating. We're not talking about evaluating deals or investments. We're talking about purchases, right? We're talking about never making decisions based on uh, anyone's opinion. What I mean by that is, do you like these pants? Do you like this car? Do you like this house? If it's yours and, and you really value it and you think that it's a good purchase, you shouldn't care about... What anybody says, oh, I looked on my, oh, here, I do. So let me show you something. 
These shoes right here, you see them? These shoes are called Avia, A-V-I-A, Walmart, Walmart. And it's funny because when you make more money, you think that you want to spend more. But when you become financially uh, literate, you, I mean, it means nothing. It means more to me that me and my wife have more money in our in our cash reserves than we do like on our clothes and on our shoes. Hold on, let me see. Um, see what else I got. Uh, I don't. I, I wear. I, I mean, I I don't do anything. I I be in the office all day. So uh, you know, me me purchasing two hundred dollar. Now I have some nice shoes, but. Me purchasing $200 shoes or $150 shoes just to come stand in the office and look at my team, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. So these shoes right here, they're called Avia, right here. Walmart. I got some other shoes. I wish I would I'm I wish I would have shown y'all my shoes from yesterday. It's pretty cool. I mean, they're I mean, you get them for like maybe $15 and they don't really last that long. Like you can't go running and and hooping in them or anything like that, but they're good like shoes just to walk around in. I think I've had these for almost a year now. Yeah, I think I've had these shoes for almost a year now. And I mean, they're holding up pretty good. These are Walmart shoes. So I paid, what, 20, 20 bucks for some shoes that I'm just going to like stand around in. That's not really big of a deal now. My wife, uh, she does make sure that we buy like quality things, like things that I really, really like. We make sure that it's like high quality. But the stuff that I'm just going to like wear, barely wear, I mean, it's not a big deal. Here's the second thing. So the first thing, we don't make decisions based on other people's opinions for the stuff that we say that we want to buy because it eliminates you trying to impress somebody because that's the endorphin that happens, right? You, We like the feeling, especially if you haven't really, you come from a family that doesn't really give you a lot of like uh, encouragement. They don't really like say how amazing you're doing. So when you purchase new stuff, you get them endorphins that are like released inside of your body. When people say, oh my gosh, what a beautiful car. Or, oh my gosh, what beautiful jeans. And how shallow are we that we purchase stuff just for other people's opinion. I mean, think about it. How much stuff, how many people have so much stuff in their closet? Some of the stuff still got tags on it. Like you barely ever wear. I mean, let's be honest. Like, that's the truth. Like I, I, I wish I, I should have brought pants to, I literally just got rid of pants that I've patched three times. I've literally patched uh, a two pair of jeans that I, that I just overworn and I patched both of them like separately like three times. Not because I'm a cheapskate. I really like the jeans, but yeah, I'm a cheapskate. I mean, I, I just I just like to get the, the most value from every single thing because I'm for real scared to ever go back to where I was. And then also, too, like I, I just appreciate I'm so appreciative of where God has put me in, in my life right now. I'm so appreciative of all the things that he's done for me. And it's kind of hard for me to... um. It's kind of hard for me to retract or backtrack on, um, on you know, the, my things. Materials are so like materials, and and we kill ourselves every day for like things, and these things should be serving us. Like, there's always going to be another BMW that's going to be a better model than yours. There's always going to be a, a you know a, a watch. That's going to be a better 
model than yours. There's always going to be a better model phone. There's always going to be a better model clothes. There's always going to be better model shoes. I mean, there's always going to be a new body type of, you know, a vehicle or new body type of a house. I mean, these things, like Solomon says, he says, they come and they go. It's not that big of a deal. And Solomon like had a huge flex. Like in Ecclesiastes, Solomon was literally like giving us game, right? Uh, in the Bible. And, and, and he was like, yo, I've had it all. Chill out. He was like, chill out, little homie. Like Solomon was like, yo, fam, like chill. <laughs> like really chill, fam. I had it all. Like I've had, you know, not bragging. Solomon was like, I ain't bragging, but I've had all the women that you can imagine. I've had all the clothes that you can imagine. I've had all of the buildings and all of the dressers and all of the cars and all of the whatever that you can imagine. And it means nothing. It means nothing. And it's funny because when you're broke and you don't have any money, you feel like money is just going to solve your problems, but it doesn't like it doesn't. If you don't know what to do with it and you just get it, you use it for what it's not, you know, what it's not supposed to be used for. And your life sucks. Like versus like versus like buying, you know, paying, you know, monthly payments on a car. My wife and I, you know, we have a cleaning specialist, Jack Suds. If you're in Dallas, Texas, is the best cleaning lady in the planet. Jack Suds like comes and cleans our house. Like like we we like to ball on a budget, meaning like we like to 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 better our standard of living first i think i think how you suspend okay so first thing don't make decisions based on other people's uh opinions when you want to purchase stuff the second thing that you should do to ball on a budget you should really think about when it comes to your spending what can those how can you make those dollars make your life better make those dollars you make work for you how can, how can those dollars make your life better? That's what you want to ask yourself. Okay, so step one, I want to never make purchases based on anyone else's opinion. When I want to buy something, I buy it. I don't ask my wife, does it look good on me? <laughs> if I want it, I want Matter of fact, a lot of stuff I purchase my wife does not like, but it's not her. It's mine. It's mine. If I feel like I'm mismatched and I got seven different color blues on, well, damn it, it's my blues on my body. So I'm aware. Second thing, you use money to make your lifestyle, your living better. Not like buying clothes and not buying stuff. And it helps you budget. This I'm I'm giving you tips on how to ball on a budget. So for somebody, so so for men that are married. If you want your wife to like, you know, be intimate with you, more intimate with you, let me give you a trick. Versus spending that money on like your like corny hobby. I'm not saying that, you know, everyone's hobby is corny. I just I just feel like the money should be used to make your family's lifestyle better first. And that helps you budget. Why? Cuz you begin to start thinking about stuff like, man, is this really worth it? Like like literally, I'll go to the car lot or I'll go to um and the reason I keep talking about a car is because that was one of my things. Like, you know, I, I don't even really like to drive, but I wanted a nice car so that people can know, like, I'm, I'm I got bread. <laughs> like that's that's that was my whole like reasoning for wanting a nice car, because I just wanted people to know, like, I got bread. 
which is crazy and it's shallow, but that was my thing, right? That's what I wanted. And I, I bought the BMWs and I don't even like BMWs. I hate how they look when I was inside of it. I was like, man, this is it. But I was already committed to the sale. <laughs> I already flexed and told everybody I was getting two BMWs in the same day. <laughs> and I was paying monthly payments on it, you know, saying that I bought it. But truth was it, they were financed and the bank came and got because they own it. But anyway, we're talking about balling on the budget. So the very first thing is what would help you with your purchases is if you stop purchasing things for the opinions or celebration of other people, you're going to realize you purchase less. So like when my wife and I came to the conclusion that we don't owe nobody any answers and we don't have to flex for nobody, it was very easy for us to just be like, mm, nah, I'm good. Uh, and me, I'm like, yo, can can my logo fit on there? Can If I purchase something, I'm immediately trying to put my company logo on there. My wife hates it. But I'm like, yo, like if if I can't put my logo on it or if it's not something I'm aware like every day, all day, I don't really want it because I'm I'm in the office all day. I'm working all day. So I'm not trying to like look cool. I just want a uniform. I don't want to think I just want to put on some type of, you know, a ABS drip and I just want to go about my day. So a lot of my purchases are on stuff like like that. So when I when I don't make purchases based on other people's opinion, it's a lot easier for me to function. And now, so watch this. So when I stop doing that, and then the next step is I make my dollars work for me. I want to make my life better. So that same money that you're spending, let's say, on cable. I'm just giving an example. On the next money that you spend on cable, you're paying 200 bucks a month. But you hate, um, uh, you got to clean every day. Or you got to clean every week. And that's something that gets on your nerves. Well, balling on a budget is how can I have the lifestyle of the rich on a limited budget? Well, versus paying $200 for cable, I can maybe spend $40 for um, the Internet. Um, and then when I got shows that are in season, I can literally go to the app and purchase that show for a month or two or three um, on ABC's app or on a star's app for $12 a month and then cancel it. And I save my money. Then I can use the money that I was actually spending on cable and I can actually pay Jack Suds, uh, if you're in Dallas, Texas, a cleaning lady to come and clean my house every week to give me the peace of mind. Fellas, if you, if you, if you abort your hobby, and you use that money that you're spending on your little hobby to make to take responsibilities off of your wife. I promise you intimacy is going to go through the roof. I promise. Shandlin says, LOL, so people can know I got bread. <laughs> BML, Shandlin says, BMWs don't even look good. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I, I don't even like them. I don't like them. I, I don't like them. The second thing is you make your money, uh, you know, you make your money work for you. So, like I said, I use the example of cleaning because I know, like, I know that when my wife can come home to a clean house, like, the high chances of her being in a great mood, and yes, it's more selfish, but a great mood for us to probably, you know, do the bump, bump, kind of bump, bank, you know, the bump, bank, you know, bank, bank, you know, uh, in, 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 you know, in holy matrimony, uh, is if she ain't got to worry about clothes or worry about like cleaning and stuff, and so, you know, to 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 hire a cleaning lady that comes consistently weekly you know it just depends on how big your house is or your apartment is it's anywhere from 50 to 100 dollars um 50 to 100 dollars a week maybe 
You're talking about $200 to $400 a month that you spend on your lifestyle, on you like living better, the same money that you're spending on a car, and it's not really enhancing the value of your life. You can spend that same money and have somebody come and clean up your mess, and that's one thing you don't have to worry about. You can keep your mind open and free for living the life that you feel like you have, and that's what people want to be rich. You want you want to wait until you get hundreds and thousands of dollars to get there and you can actually start understanding how to budget and ball on a budget there so if i eliminate the car like i said we you know i drive a 2004 toyota camry and some some of some of the people who work with abs they're on our team got better cars than me and my wife it's like sick it's sick like the the, the team members that are on our team that 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 we pay literally got better cars than us it's sickening. It's sickening. Like, like sick. And, and I'm not calling them sick. I'm just saying like, like when you begin to think about it, and all of my team are like all trying to figure out how they can get a cash car. <laughs> Cause they look at how much money's coming out, like how much money's coming out your car for things that are not necessities. You just need a car to get you to and fro. In cars that were made after 2005 up until 2010, 2012 are great used cars. I got the I got a 2005 Toyota Camry, and it has caused me zero problems, zero. And I got 200 and like 34,000 miles on it. It's like heaven to me. Heaven only knows. So, one, stop making stop making decisions based on other people's opinions to purchase stuff. Two, make your dollars work for you. And three, you just want to cut cut costs in areas that you know, like yo, I like like this is stupid that I'm spending my money like this. This is stupid. This is stupid. Why? Why you want to start at when you purchase stuff? Start asking yourself why. Why why do I want this shit? Why why do why do I really want this? Why do I want it? What what am I buying it for? Like this dress that I'm purchasing, is it really something that I'ma like wear wear or just something I'ma wear once every two years? Mm, I'm straight. I'm straight. Like me and my wife, when we go places, she be like, Are you dressing up? If I can't go in my ABS gear, I don't want to go. If if I can't go in my company gear, I don't want to go. <laughs> That's my rule of thumb. Like if if they too bougie for me to wear some ABS drip, I don't I don't belong there. I don't belong there. And if they don't want to take my dollars, that's just fine with me. I'm going to go somewhere to another better place that wants to take my dollars. And then when you start to think about like what you spend your money on and and how you spend your money, you realize that a lot of your money is going to places that you really ain't, I mean it's not that really big of a deal. Like, so people like me and my wife, here's another example. Me and my wife uh, use a company called HelloFresh. And this company that we use called HelloFresh, um, literally every week sends us fresh, uh, y'all gonna think we bougie. I promise it don't cost that much. Every week they send us fresh food um, and in, a, a new ingredient for the food. So me and my wife, we got a thing, right? Whatever we can do to pay for us not to think, that's what we want to spend our money on. Like, like whatever we can do that we can, whatever we can pay for that can get us to not think. Like, that's what I want to spend my money on. I want to spend my money on things that I don't have to think about. 
So we use a company called HelloFresh. No, we're not sponsored. No, I don't get paid to uh, send you to them. But what I will say is this. This company that um, this company that uh, we use sends us fresh fruit every week. Fresh food every week. Fresh meat, fresh vegetables, fresh spices every week. And then they give us the ingredients to cook. Like, I literally, I, I literally made a sauce from scratch. From scratch. And it was literally like they had the ingredients already there. And I was like cutting turmeric and I was like chopping some stuff up and I put it in there. And I was like flexing on my wife like, hey, you feel me? You feel me? You feel me? You feel me? Look at that. Look at your husband. Look at your husband. I'm making sauces from scratch. And it's like $50, 50 to $75 a week to get like a meal that can last two days. So like you get like four meals for like 50 bucks, 50 to 70 bucks. And my wife for just like one meal a week, she was spending like $75 for prep, like $75 for like two meals a week, like $75 to $100 for prep for stuff. And then you got to worry about things expiring. And then you get tired of eating the same S-H-I-T. That's honestly why people really eat out. Right. It's, and it, you go to the same fast food place, but it's different than when you cook. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's different. It's different than when you cook. When you cook, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, well, um, what are we going to eat? Uh, we going to eat. Uh, we going to eat um, chicken. Bake the fry. Oh, what about fish? Baked or fried? Ooh. Um, what about oh no, burger? I don't want no burger. I don't want no chicken. And it's really the taste. Like we're tired of the same meal. So that's why we really go out. And what HelloFresh does, they give us like literally a new meal, a new spice, a new way to cook something every single time. And the ingredients are already laid out. It's simple, like one, two, three, like six steps. And you got a new fresh food. That is what I call balling on a budget. Like we literally get fresh food sent to our house every day. We don't have to go to the grocery store to like purchase meat and stuff. They're, they're using, you know, um, a higher value um, meat source because it's not like Walmart where they like got to go get steroid chickens and steroid food and stuff. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very uh, 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 great way to ball on a budget. So I just literally showed you how to get a house made, how to get food sent to you already pretty much prepared. All you got to do is just like put the sauce together and put it in the oven and you still, I never said to go make more money. That costs like the same amount of money that you're already spending. The only difference is, is now you don't have to like worry about crazy stuff. You don't have to worry about like thinking. And life is already too hard. So you can already like take care of that. And that's just by eliminating like, if you eliminate your car, like ask yourself why, you know, people say I want a reliable car, but you don't go nowhere. It's not like you travel out the state. People be telling me, Jake, like the reason why I finance my car is because I want a reliable car. Well, you know how many people get their cars repo? Do you know how many people trade in their cars to get a new car because they want a reliable car? All of those cars, they got traded in and repoed off of sale. <laughs> At a fraction of the cost. You better get cool with a mechanic, pay them $100 to come check your uh, check your stuff out and get loyal to a mechanic. 
I got a mechanic. His name is Dundrell. He's in Dallas, the best mechanic in Dallas. Somebody challenge me, if you will. And I, if I need, if I want to check out a car, he just check out a car for me. When he check out the car, guess what? Used car it is, buddy. When I want, when I want like electronics and stuff, you know, my wife made me buy this MacBook Air. She made me buy this MacBook Air that we're on right now, and this is her cover that I took off because I didn't want to look like gay. I mean, you know, gay. I don't want to look like weird. So, um, I uh took the cover off and she made me buy that full price. And I literally saw this same, uh, brand computer. It was only one year older and it had more space in it. And it was a MacBook pro for eight something. And she wanted me to get the MacBook air with 128 gigs. And I did for the happy wife, happy life for $200. So what I'm saying is you can literally ball on a budget. If you understand how to ball, this is why you want to have money in your bank account. This is why you want to not be paying all those monthly payments to debt into finance charges because like you live a better quality life. We eat better food. We drink Evian water just because we don't have regular monthly payments on bills. And if you're talking about, yes, we make significant income, but at one point in time, my wife literally was the one who was the breadwinner of the house because I was trying to build our business. And I was broker than a broke joke. I was broker than broker than broke. Matter of fact, when I met my wife, my business was thriving and then it failed. And then she was like with like this guy with a bunch of potential, but no money. And she was like irritated every day. And I didn't even question why she was irritated. I just knew. So when she was mad at me, I was just like, shit, I ain't shit either. man. <laughs> like she, she was mad at me. I was like, man, you know, I feel the same exact way about me right now. What I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about she held it down. And on that, I mean, even though like we weren't paying like debt or nothing, we're going to talk about that in a second. I mean, we still had a good quality lifestyle because we weren't trying to figure out. We weren't trying to keep a high credit score when I was dead trying to survive. And that's that's the third the third tip I want to talk. I want to talk to you about today. So the first one, the first tip was uh, don't make purchases based on anyone's opinion. Um, the second tip was make your money, make your lifestyle better. Like I would much rather have a bunch of friends that got used cars, but everybody got a maid to come clean their house. Cause one, that money that you're spending ain't going to some rich white person that you don't know. That money that's, that you're spending is literally going to somebody's house, a mom that, that, that wants to come and clean like Jack says, if you're in Dallas, Texas, that loves to clean her, her thing is organizing. Like she has like OCD. So when she goes into a house, she just is in heaven to clean. And that money I could have been spending like on a car, monthly car payment. I'm paying her to make our life better. That's what you call balling on a budget. So you can have the best of all living and, and think about where you spend your money. When you realize where you're wasting your money, you're going to be like, dang, like it don't make sense for me to be spending my money this way because it doesn't really bring me any value. What's going on, Winford? What's going on, brother? What's going on, Xavier? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Let me see who else is on here. The gentleman, AZ. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. So we're going to watch a quick video. Um, uh, which is the third one. And then, um, and then we're going to deal with this. Uh, and it's going to be a hard topic for some of you guys. Cause some of you guys are like really weird when it comes to this and I don't understand it, but we're going to go to it. 
and we're going to play. This is um, this is uh, Jamal, nine to five millionaire, and he's talking about do I pay off debt or invest to live life first? Okay, can you hear me now? My step tripping. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Let me know if you guys can hear me in the chat. Let me know if you guys can hear me in the chat. Can you hear me? Am I muted? You can't hear me? You can hear me now? You hear me? All right. So, um, okay. Can you turn off? Okay. I can hear it. Mogamir. Shoot. Okay. So, um, I'm just going to play it from here because, uh, I'm. That's a lot. That's a lot going on right there. I, I don't know how to do all that now. They trying to get me to play a video and then sync it with the listen. I ain't I ain't that technology savvy. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna play it on here. This is by Jamal. It was the lady that was there and she was just telling me, like, you know, um, I'm loving all of this. Man, I'm man, we're gonna buy real estate. We're gonna, but first I'm just gonna pay off a lot of debt that I have first. Yeah. And I just wanna pay that debt off. And I said, How long would that take you? And she's like, Well, it'll it take some years. And I was like, Man, you don't have time. Yeah. I was saying this right out there, right bro. There. I was like, Marianne. you don't. I, yeah, but I was Marianne, like, you don't have time. Name. I was like, the clock has started on you right now. Mm. 
I was like, the clock has started on us all. And the crazy part about it is we don't know how much time is left on the clock. Yeah. It ain't like a sporting event where you can see, all right, we're in the fourth quarter, we got two <laughs> minutes left. Yeah. You don't know when your game going to yeah, end. That's it. You don't know when your yeah. game is going to end. Yeah. And so I was just bring, I brought up the whole thing about a lady that worked with me. Her name was Marianne. And, and notice I said was. Her name was Mary Ann, and she, I swear on everything, E, we used to talk every day at work at the police department. And we'll be sitting there, and every day she'll, she'll know I'm going on trips, I'm on vacation, I'm going different places. And she'll say, King, where did you go? And I'll be like, oh, I just got back from Jamaica. And she'll be like, let me see some pictures. Man, man, I can't wait. In 10 years when I retire, man, yep. I'm going to get a list of these places you're traveling to, and I'm going to go to these places too. Bruh. We worked together for those 10 years. It got all the way down to the, to the last year. And I remember her saying, I was like, Marianne, how much time you got? That was the thing we used to always do. Marianne, how much time you got? She's like, oh, I got, I got one month left, King. I got right. one month left. Right. And she was just like, man, I need those places you've traveled to. She's like, man, I'm putting it all together now. I remember when Marianne retired. I remember 30 days. So you, when you retire, you don't get paid your first check to 30 days after you retire. I remember her husband came up to the police department, right? And we looking like, oh, man, that's Marianne's husband. We've seen him before at different um, holiday functions. And things. And my man came up there, and he was looking sad and everything like that. And we was like, you know, hey, what's going on? How's Marianne doing? My man said, Marianne passed away. Wow. Hmm. Marianne passed. She didn't even live a month after she retired. To get her check. And she mm. never got her check, but, but uh, most importantly, she never visited those places, bro, that uh, she was talking to me about for the last uh, 10 years. Mm. 10 years, she was, you can't, that's what I'm saying, that's bro. Visible. You that, can't put that's off. visitable. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's, you can right. visit those places. Everybody uh, doing it. Bro, she put her life on hold, yeah. bro, but her clock, her game was But back over. to the middle class thing, yeah. that's what we're taught. I'm yeah. just thinking, like, no, that's what you taught. Like, yeah. you're, you're literally taught to work until you drop dead. And you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you got a couple years left. And Ma said something deep. Because Ma was like, first of all, I'm trying to hit the islands with my wife and my prime. With my bride. <laughs> so if you guys can hear that, look, look, listen how crazy that is, right? And the last thing is, stop worrying about trying to pay debt off like with the banks first. And, and the reason why I say that is because you want to start building your nest egg. And what society has placed in our head They've literally, the banks have literally told you that you need to pay us first before you live. Now, of course, I'm not stupid, right? So if you're, if you owe debt on your car, anything that can seize, you know, be seized or be taken or can cause garnishment, right? So child support can garnish your pay, a payout, your student loans. If you don't defer it or whatever the case, they can like a garnish your bank account. If it is a federal loan, um, your mortgage and your car. But all other payments like credit card payments and all the other stuff, I mean, they're they're going to threaten you. But what you got to understand, we'll talk about on another show, the, the money ain't real. So what you want to do, you want to start using the money that you're literally paying just to try to keep your credit score up for, for a scorecard to start taking care of your family, to start taking care of you. Matter of fact, I'll give you an example because I like to bring things biblical. In the Bible, God was telling Moses on what to do, on what to do before he went to, um, before he took his people uh, into freedom. And so Moses was talking to a uh, guy was talking to Moses and God told Moses that before you leave, before y'all leave Egypt, I want you to gather all of the gold. I mean, all of the jewelry, anything that you can gather, give it to your sons so that when y'all leave Egypt, you have something to start with. 
And it's crazy because what God was telling uh, uh, Moses was do was to take from who's oppressing you so that you can use that to start what you got to do. And everybody, when I talk to them, I give them strategies about how to become their own private bank, how to how to start taking care of them first. The very first thing they say is, Jake, but I don't want my credit to get bad because, uh, listen, I, I don't borrow money from the bank. So it's hard. It's hard for me to have conversations with people who believe in borrowing money for the bank as their number one option. So what 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 the banking system has done, they created these little scorecards. And I'm not saying you're not supposed to have good credit because it does make the prices for things that you got to purchase low. What I am saying is to think that you got to pay stuff off before you can start living your life and start stacking and, and, and taking care of you is crazy. So what happened was the Egyptians, well, the Canaanites and the Israelites that were in Egypt at the time, they were Egyptians like we're Americans. The Egyptians were not thinking about, you know, we're going to steal from Pharaoh and then not work to keep our name good until we dip. What they're saying is you take as you go. So I'm going to pay the minimum. I'm not going to pay everything off top. I'm just going to pay the minimum to keep that credit score up. And then the rest of that money that I'm used to try to pay down debt, I'm about to start stacking and storing that money in a cash reserve somewhere so that I can be good. I can have peace. I want to take care of my family first before I think about the progression of someone else's family. JP Morgan Bank, that's a family. Bank of America came from a family. All these banks that were thinking about trying to pay off first, these private lenders, you're pretty much telling them that me having a good name with you is more important than the peace of mind from my family. So what Jamal King, nine to five million on social media was saying, he was saying, listen, Listen, it's crazy that people literally spend all of their life trying to keep their the, a good credit score and you're always trying to overpay and trying to get out of debt. Then you spend all of those years trying to get out of debt only to, to have the best of your life not stored up, not set. You, you have no money saved up for the best of your life. You don't travel. You don't do anything because you will never get out the hole until you get out the system and say, I'm going to put the oxygen mask on myself first. So, Jake, hey, what does that got to do with balling on the budget? Very simple. Me and my wife, you know, we, we had terrible credit at one point. I'm talking about tr trash. We still rebuilding, right? But I made the decision for my family. I said, baby, I don't give a D-A-M-N about credit right now we need to build our cash reserves and she looked at me crazy but babe we got listen we ain't borrowing from no bank no more i am tired of being dependent upon the bank um and we're talking about borrowing not for our business but borrowing like for car payments and stuff like that we ain't doing that so she's like what what what, what we may need listen this is what we're gonna do we are going to save pay the minimums that we can the ones that we can live without, we're just going to let those default. She, it was hard for her to deal with that because she's somebody with perfect credit. But, I mean, if I'm not, not going to borrow from the bank, what do I need perfect credit for? So, um, nevertheless, our our bank, our bank credit scores dropped like dramatic. I'm talking about like dirt flow 400s. But our savings accounts got bigger. And our peace of mind got easier. And our understanding for finances got more increased. And what happened was my wife saw, she caught a revelation. All this money we got in a savings account that is now ours, it gives us peace of mind. All that money would have literally went to a debt. And we still would have been, watch this, we used all our money to pay off debt only to still be at zero 
And then if something happens, I got to swipe the credit card again to keep something from happening because I have no money in my savings account because I didn't take care of me first. And that's what the banking system wants you to do. They want to harass you. They want to call you. They want to threaten you. So you continue to give all your money to them. You have no nest egg. You have no cash reserve. So if something happens in life because life will happen. The only thing you can do is swipe their card because you don't have any money in your nest egg. So what we're going to do right here, we talked about the three. The first one was Stop purchasing things based on other people's opinions. If you like it, buy it. Don't buy BMWs like my stupid butt because everybody else thought it was cool. And I don't even like BMWs. I think they ugly. But I bought it because everyone else thought it was cool. Everybody else thought it was cool. So I was like, I bet. <laughs> and I was in the car like really unhappy because it was just simple. It was too much money for that simple looking car. Anyway. When you do that, you'll start to realize the stuff that other people care for, you don't really care about. They're just like symbols and statuses uh, in society, and half them people don't even own them cars anyway. So what we're going to do, we're going to open the lines. I'm going to open the line so that somebody can call into the show, and you can ask me, call into the show, and you can ask me, Anything you want in regards to budgeting today. You can call into the show. You can ask me anything you want in regards to budgeting. Let me turn on the line. Let me turn on the line. Let me turn on the line. Uh-huh. We're going to turn on the line. Uh-huh. Let me see. Okay. And I want you to call into this show. Call into the show. Call. Oh, brother Ben going to be proud of me. I did that by myself. Call into the show. 469-340-3612. 469-340-3612. Call into the show. 469-340-3612 if you want to get some budgeting advice on how to budget ball on a budget. Call into the show. Uh, until then, if you want access to our, our financial institute, you're going to text ABS class to 555-888. To get one of our teams, one of our team members here to Okay. Hold on one second. Oh, my bad. All right, we got somebody calling in to the show. Let's see what we got. All right, hold on one second. We're going. All right, welcome to the welcome to the Jake Taylor Jacobs show. What's your name? Where you calling from? And what question do you have? 
All right, my name is Frank. I am calling from uh, Dallas. I was calling because I am a uh, entrepreneur myself. Um, so of course, money doesn't come in like every single day or Correct. you know every two weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, how would you say budget for that? Like, how to budget for that? Okay, good. So, um, first of all, we got to we got to isolate things that are priorities in your life, right? So you said for one that you're an entrepreneur. And you're full time, correct? Correct. And you don't have money that's coming in regularly, but you have responsibilities, right? Correct. Okay. Um. So the very first thing you want to do, you want to isolate things that are priorities for you. So in your life, what what are your priorities? Do you have any kids? Yeah, I have two. You have two kids. Now, when it comes to stay, are you are you having to pay rent anywhere, or are you um are you uh uh, in a position where your rent is pretty much covered. Uh, I still pay rent. You still pay rent. Okay. So what you want to do, you want to, you want to take things that are important. So the very first thing is um, the most important thing is shelter. You want to make sure that you take care of shelter. Um, the reason why you want to take care of shelter is because you don't want to be out and about and not, you know, not any place to stay and, and shelter is the route to feeling uh, stable. So you want to take care of shelter. The next thing you want to take care of is your food, right? You want to take care of your food. And one of the biggest things, Frank, that I had to deal with was I couldn't provide for my daughter when I had her, when I was a full-time entrepreneur, just kind of getting started. I couldn't provide like for my daughter the way I wanted to, and I know the way that she needed to. But I had to lean on the fact that I, I knew that I was doing the right thing and that eventually it would pay off. So what I used to do, I only um, at one point in time, I was only making a hundred dollars a week. I swear. And uh, making a hundred dollars a week. I literally would take $80 of that money and I would send $80 a week. As my daughter was a newborn. I would send $80 a week to uh, the mother of my child for my daughter. And I would literally take the $20 and eat Frito-Lays and chili cheese, uh, Frito-Lays, chili cheese and water. Now I didn't have a car cause my car got repo, <laughs> but my, pro- <laughs> but my stay was taken care of. So I didn't have a car. My stay was taken care of cause my papa let me stay in his house for 90 days. So I didn't have to worry about rent. I didn't have to worry about gas or insurance because my car was repoed. And my priority was my daughter eating. So you, see how easy it was for me to budget it was very easy for me to budget that way because that was my priority and then i used um because i didn't have enough money for my phone to stay on so i used that google um i use a google what's that thing called it's called uh uh google voice uh, as my number and I stayed on Wi-Fi. So I made sure my papa made sure my woman board covered Wi-Fi <laughs> so I could make sure I was good. So, but in your case, uh, when you talk about not regularly, how, about how much money do you make regularly and what do you do? Um, I am uh, an artist. Okay. Um, so uh, when people come to shoot, of course, right now is the, the low time because, you know, the weather's been crap. Got it. Um, but I guess tax season has come, so people are about to start balling out of control uh, for no reason. So they're going to want photos uh, after they get, you know, the 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 lipo done. Like, Correct. Like, so. Um, so it should pick up really soon, but right now it's been really stagnant. It's like dry. Yeah. 
Okay, so what what you want to do, you want to find other work, right? And so if you know that your craft is being an artist, during your dry periods, you got to find other work, other work, other ways for you to generate cash flow, some type of way to generate cash flow that can get you through that time, whether it's IE J-O-B, whether it's IE a waiter's job, whether it's IE cutting grass, or some type of way to be able to generate additional income so that you can budget that and understand the things that are important. So shelter is important. How much is your rent? Altogether, like a thousand. So a thousand bucks altogether. So you know you gotta have a thousand dollars, and you got a car payment. You pay monthly on your car. No, my car's paid off. Come on now, come on now. How much more? How much less stress do you have have not having consistent income, but knowing ain't nobody who'll come take your car? <laughs> Uh, it's great because uh, you know I paid it off when I first got it. So good. So so uh, so $1,000 rent. That's the only thing you got to worry about. Of course, utility. So you're talking about maybe $1,200. And then a priority for you, uh, you got kids. So how many kids do you have? Two. Two. So the, the next priority for you needs to be a food for you to survive and then food for them to survive. So you're talking about what you need to be focused on right now is maybe is 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 finding something to generate about fifteen hundred bucks a month to take care of your stay, take care of your transportation, take care of your food, your baby's food, and everything else is a luxury at this moment in time. Everything else is a luxury. Everything else is an added plus. And then you take maybe about a hundred bucks, find a hundred bucks, fifty bucks to start saving in a savings account in a reserve somewhere so that you can be able to have cushions so you don't find yourself in debt hell. And so that's what you need to do. So you need to find ways to generate cash flow. Um, um, and let me ask you a question. Do you have any other ways for you to generate cash flow outside of your primary um, occupation? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I can, of course, make money doing anything. Um, but I just got a life insurance license. So that's why I was on, on the show with you because I, I, I've heard about you for uh, going on nine months now. Okay. So I was wanted to kind of watch yeah so so that license man that license gives you the ability to print money so the reason why we can do all this stuff and and i can do really what i call my passion which is pouring into people is from that life insurance license so with that license you literally have the ability to print money like you get a nine to 12 month advance for putting somebody in a policy so a hundred dollar policy could pay you anywhere from uh 700 to a thousand bucks a month and so you can use that money to kind of give you some room. So as you sell a policy, when you get a client and you sell that policy, you need to be using all that money, not for luxury, but for the necessities of life. Shelter, food, transportation. Shelter, food, transportation. And what happens is you begin to play a game. You make money, shelter, food, transportation. Once you took care of those things for the month, any other money that you get, you literally put it in a reserve that takes care of shelter, food, and transportation. So what's happening is only thing you focus on is shelter, food, transportation. So as you're saving money, you're trying to figure out how many months of shelter, food, and transportation can I save so that if I lost consistency of both incomes, I can be able to sustain myself without losing my mind. So after shelter, food, transportation, after that, everything is a luxury until you can find consistency in your businesses and in your occupations so that you can be able to take care of yourself. Was that able to help you any bit? It did. It did. Because, yeah, of course, you think, you know, uh, when, you're, when you're doing real good in business, you can buy whatever you want. And then when it slows down, it's like, how do I change that life? <laughs> right. And, and it's because we, we have the notion that, you know, 
especially we're too optimistic when it comes to business, especially if you got off to a raging start, um, you know, a real fast start. If you got off to a really fast start to where you, you know, you're succeeding quickly, you don't ever think that there will be a down day. And just like life, there, there are seasons in life, winter, spring, fall, and summer. We all know summer and winter are the hardest times to do anything, but spring and fall are the best times. And every business has two seasons where you thrive and, two, and one season where it's literally starvation and one season where it's like, ah, it's scarce. And so every business has four seasons in a year. So what you do in your two best seasons, you prepare for the two bad seasons. So in your case, when your season when your season goes up, you need to you need to save money for shelter, food, transportation as many months as you can. And after you do that, you maybe like three to six months, which which will take care of two bad seasons. After six months of saving money, which is two bad seasons in a year, all the extra money can be used to be able to invest into your business or possibly uh, for other endeavors or things that you want to have that are more luxuries. But the most important thing when you budget is shelter, food, transportation. If you save shelter, food, transportation for six months, you know for a fact you're covered, you're good, and your your peace level is a lot higher and you're not stressed about taking uh, deals or taking contracts that you know you don't want to take because you're not in need for money because you could survive for at least six months. Frank, I thank you so much for calling into the show. I appreciate you and I hope that I was able to help you. So as you guys are calling into the show, remember, uh, we got about five more minutes in the show. We got about five more minutes in the show. So if you got any questions when it comes to budgeting, call in 469-340-3612. That's our budget. If you want to get access to our financial institute, if you want to get access to our financial institute where we teach you, uh, we re-educate your money, we teach you how to build a business, uh, circling your purpose, how to create digital real estate online. You want to learn how to make additional income, you can go to the ABS Institute by texting ABS Class 2. 555-888. ABS class to 555-888. Boom, boom. So we have nobody else calling in to the show. One thing I want to say, I want to say I appreciate you. And before we go, we're going to play one more song. Because let me tell you something. And this song is by somebody that I know and I actually value. And the song has said, it's okay to be you. And in this show, you're going to be able to see for yourself that, listen, if you just worry about you, everything, everything, everything will be fine, okay? So we're going to exit the show by playing Ashley DeBose, and then we are out. Just one.
Listen, you got to know it's okay to be you. It's okay to do things that you the way you want to do it. Stop listening to other people. And let me tell you, you can ball on the budget, but you got to start making decisions that are more befitting to you. And let me tell you something. This was the Jake Taylor Jacobs Show, and I love you.